Smithstone. Big rock. Clockmore. And that there's uh, Carlingford Lock. Right. We're pretty much in the Mourne Mountains. We oh, yeah. are. With Finn. Oh, this is Finn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there doesn't seem to be any pubs around. Oh, he's gone now. Yeah, well, he's actually dragging us to the pub because we actually have to walk back down to the pub. He does look like a chronic, all right? <laughs> right? Yeah, Lead the way? Yeah, back down, mate. It's worth it. Better be. Sicky, sicky lines me. <laughs> Come on. God. Welcome to episode 9 of Poor Decisions. My name's Ronan Collins, or Whiskey for Breakfast. And my name is Michael Cowman, or The Cowman Show. Yeah, and welcome to another episode from County Down. We are in Ferns Bar. Did yeah. I say that right? Ferns. Yeah. Ferns Bar. Yeah. I always struggle. You, you hate, he hates vowels. He can't pronounce the name of the podcast, can't pronounce any of the names of the bars we're in. I know. What, what, where, where are we, though? What town are we in, at least? Yeah, so we are in Restrever in County Down. Um, so we are. So my home house is actually only a couple of minutes down the road. Nice nice handy one for Ronan this morning. Yeah, it was, yeah. I know. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, so this is Ferns Bar, dot, 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 Henry's. Okay. Um, that's why everyone struggled to find here this morning. So, yeah, I, I went on to Google Maps and I actually couldn't find it. So I had to get you to be like, I was like, where is it? So it's, it's Henry's on Google Maps. Yeah, it was actually that. And if you were typing this into Google Maps, you would type in Ferns Bar dot 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 Henry's. Oh, that's what it, that's what it actually okay. looks like on the actual Google Maps, which is brilliant. And we are, sorry, we're very firmly in Ross Trevor as well, because, again, we had a coffee this morning in, in Warren Point. And I was like, so where are we going today? Is it Warren Point? Is it, you know, and you were like, no, no, it's Ross Trevor. Yeah, so for those who don't know, Warren Point's only a couple of minutes down the road, but the town lands and the parish lines are very strict. And like, we're, we're literally on Carlingford Lock. Mm -hmm. um, so right on the border as well. Like for anybody who doesn't really know where the, the geography of the area. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Carlingford Lock uh, splits the border. So the border essentially is the lock. Mm. Uh, and we're in the northern side. So yeah, Restrever. Here they call it the gateway to the Mourns because when we walk out that door, you just see the Mourn Mountains, which is pretty amazing. It actually is driving in along here, uh, sunny day today, one of the rare ones, <laughs> and it it was genuinely beautiful coming in. Forestry, mountains, you know, all that kind of jazz. It I could see how it is a you know a bit of a tourist uh, tourist hotspot perhaps. Yeah, well, it's, hotspot might be a bit strong. No, but it's one of the more off the beaten track ones. But it is starting to be a wee bit more touristy and. Uh, C.S. Lewis, obviously the writer from Belfast. Lions, witches and wardrobes, yeah. Loves them. It said that his inspiration was from Kilbrony and the Fairy Glen. So almost that drive-in is mm -hmm. the... Mm -hmm. The what? Oh, the Fairy Glen. Yeah. Oh, it's a, a little babbling brook uh, just down the road um, that enters into Kilbrony Park. Right. And and they've actually like whittled out of wood, like wardrobes and lions. So um, there's like lions wandering around. In... Not wandering, but they're... they're okay. Wooden, okay, essentially. But there is actually a beaver, because apparently in Land the Witch in the Wardrobe, there was a beaver. And well, yeah. you should see the beaver. It's actually like a fever dream. It's not good. It's scary. <laughs> like, it's super scary. But yeah, so in this area, like, it is stunning. Very, very proud to be here. Like, all of that training I do for all the triathlons is done in these mountains, swimming Carlingford Lock. And you can see it's almost effortless. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, other famous stuff from here? Well, let's just move on past that one. <laughs> uh, other famous stuff, uh, Mary McAleese is from Restrever. Oh, former uh, second female president of Ireland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're super proud of Mary McAleese. Uh, big picture of her just behind that door. Right, very good. Um, who else? We've got Pete McGrath, uh, down manager 
for the Down All Ireland winning team in 1987. Right, he's your 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 Martin Story essentially, is he? Mar- oh, that's probably Mickey Linton actually. And, and he's local as well. He, well, he's not too far away. He's only about ten minutes down the road. But that's Mayo Bridge. We don't talk about that in right. Trevor. Well, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, also international rules manager. Okay. Yeah. Under 21s All Ireland winning manager. Bit of a pedigree. Bit of a pedigree, and he still runs Clockmore, that big mountain. Oh right, I I thought you meant he ran the Clockmore, but what? <laughs> it's just what, like, what? You're not on the list. You're not getting in. What is Clockmore? Well, in Gaelic it means big stone. Yeah. And we're kind of linking in another one of our favourite mates, uh, who is Finn McCool. The salmon of so for anybody that doesn't know, the salmon of knowledge, mm-hmm. Finn McCool, fished out of a river, um, stuck ate his a, on it. it, stuck yeah, had a little lick. Um, and got all the knowledge from the salmon. Yeah, of uh, the, of the world. Of the world, he'd be really good at like I don't know, pointless or <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire? I guess up there with I probably Cúchulainn yeah. as, as probably one of the the most famous Irish mythological figures. But yeah, so essentially he was fighting a, a Scottish giant. We all know what uh, giants causeway is. All those rocks, they're some of the rocks that were like uh, staggered as each giant was throwing it to them. Okay, but one of them actually got dropped. Uh, at the top of Kilbrony Park, and we call it Clockmore. The big stone. The big stone. Um, geophysicists have actually figured out Boy, it's a glacial rock. I struggled with that one. Yeah, but I got it. Uh, the, it was actually a glacial rock uh, coming from Iceland or oh, Greenland. Yeah. It was yeah. just on its way down down south of France. Yeah, I think it was bit. going to Carlingford for a stag, <laughs> and it just stopped here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Finn McCool, very, that, that is the, one of the cool stories around him is... Yeah. Uh, He's a big giant. He was a giant, he was, um, and he, he went across to Scotland. And the giant he was meant to be fighting was asleep. And so he, he walks in and he goes, Jesus, your man's massive. Uh, not having a bit of that. Went home, right? So the giant wakes up, and the Scottish guy wakes up, comes across to Ireland. And so. And Finn McCool knows that he's like. Oh, huge. and Finn McCool was like breaking it. Like, so he's like, <laughs> right, don't want any of that. So he, he tells the wife, right, I'm going to dress up as a baby. Uh, I'm going to dress up as a baby. And you just, uh, you just tell him. That's that's the child, and I'm now home. So the giant walks in, and he looks at Finn McCool, and Finn McCool was reputed to be 54 feet tall. The giant, the other Scottish giant, sees the baby. He goes, "Well, Jesus, if that's the size of the baby, I don't want to see the size of Finn McCool." And off he fucks back to Scotland. What an amazing story! Like that, that there's Irish folklore. Yeah, that could be like a South Park episode. Could be a could be a great movie in that. I think 54 feet tall. Yeah, he'd be a good man to sing points. Oh, I'd say he would. Um, actually, one more famous thing in Restrever. It's a bit of a weird one. But on the way in the road, did you see the big monument on the left-hand side? Yeah. It's called Ross's Monument. Right. After a guy 200 years ago, first guy to ever burn down the White House in America. In the America. So, so successfully burnt it yeah, down. Yeah, he burnt it down, yeah. I think he's been burned down like three times. He was the first. Love that that's the claim to fame locally. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Farns Bar. Yes. Reputedly, like I said, pints. I mean, reputedly one of the best pints of Guinness around. So the, so the do say, and I must admit, like on Christmas Day, we all go for a sea swim and then come here after. And the pints be flowing and they're awful creamy pints, you know. Well, we should probably get someone on to talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah. Who knows the crack better? Yeah. So we're going to get Kevin in. Uh, right. Who runs the joint? Kevin, come on down. Come on down. Kevin. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting us uh, come into your bar on such a wonderful day. Very welcome, lads. Yeah, yeah. pleasure uh, to have you. Letting us wreck your head. No, you're dead on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we kind of spoke about in the intro, the bar is, uh, it's got a curious name on Google. It's probably got a few too many names locally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Henry's, so, Kavanaugh's, 
Ferns, I suppose like any place it has its own identity, but uh, locals would know it as Henry's. Um, if you said, are you going to Ferns, people would be going, where the hell are you going? Well, that's that's what you he know? said to me. He was yeah. like, you know, you can tell a local from somebody who's not local because if they call it Henry's, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, you, are you going to Calvinus? Yeah. So Calvinus is, is, Hen- an, is another step as well. It's the Calvinus that married into the Fern family. Okay. So Henry ran it for uh, 70 years in behind the bar. Sorry, so, go, go again. 70 years in behind the bar, yeah. After coming from the Merchant Navy. So good, good a man on the man. sea, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, in behind. Actually, at the port and the starboard lights up as well. No way. Someone said they're they're arse about face, but then again, he said it's a dry ship, so it's, <laughs> it's facing the opposite direction. But that's the thing. There are quite a few little nautical hints and stuff. And so Henry, you know, so he ran it for seventy years in here, and he was Mar- yep married into the Fern family and ran it for seventy years. Yep. And how then did you become the the captain of this ship? <laughs> uh, knocked the door, fifteen years of age, and just said, uh, "Hitch, any chance of a job?" He says, have you, worked a, huh, have you worked in a bar before? And I was like, hey, no, I'm only, I'm only 15. <laughs> so uh, he said to me, come here high noon on Sunday and I'll see you then. So I come down at high noon and he run down the bar and he thumped it as hard as you like. And he says, the first rule of bar work is the tide's in, we're out, follow me. And that was it. We went sailing for the day. And I said, what about the Guinness? He said, fuck the Guinness, he said. There's plenty of pubs in the town. <laughs> so sailed away out on the sea for a pound an hour, still getting paid and... Uh, Came back in at half six, opened up and served the stout and still here serving stout 30 odd years later. Yeah. And like that, that is one of the things you're famous for here as well as the, the quality, oh, uh, yes. of the quality of the stout. Yes, yeah. about 80% probably the seals. You know, if you had uh, 30 people in here, you'd say 28 of them would be on the stout mm. and maybe someone on like a, a water. <laughs> like someone watching someone else drinking a stout and painting, painting yeah. for the stout because they're the driver. So. It's a good place after a wee sea swim. Oh, uh, yes, in. yeah. And stay warm. Um, so, you well, you took over this bar three years ago? Yep. Was it? Just over two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's quite an interesting story because you didn't want it. No, I, I carpet fitter by trade, but uh, working here as a hobby for all them years. And then all of a sudden, Henry's passed away and none of the family wanted to carry it on. So it was going up for sale. And it sort of was quite... It was quite depressing in a way because it was in the middle of the COVID, mm. yeah. And the shit hit the fan. No one, you know, no one wanted it. Eh? And then I sort of got angry when I heard that there was someone who wanted to bat and take over the license, which mm. meant it, the place wouldn't have existed. So the history would have been lost. And like, if you go to the ferns, they're back from eighteen seventy, but it's right back to seventeen ninety if you trace the history. So to lose all of that in the blink of an eye, you know, with the pandemic. I just sort of thought I'll talk to them and stick the foot in the door and see if I can keep it open. Really, as Henry's, not 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 for me, not for my name above the door, not just to sort of be like a, a guardian as such. Because mm. the amount of people that have come back, uh, goodwill and saying thanks, I met my wife here. You know, I, I brought my kids here, and now my kids have kids. Like I, I served people in the early nineties that have children as well, and they have children. Yeah. So I'm into the thirty. I'm into the thirty years, and it's uh, a you local, know it's local institution. It's an institution, big time. It's a. Uh, I hear people going, oh, there's people going. Sorry about that, lads. <laughs> no, <right>. It's Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are you saying about me, Mark? Yeah, Henry. Sorry about that. Um, let me turn that off, lads. I can turn it. I can, you know what I get. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> no. You're all right, you're caught all right. Caught out, caught out. Uh, Sorry, go on ahead. Well, yeah, You'll no, probably so phone again. It's like your GCSE exams. Whose phone's that? Uh, he's probably phoning me with the answers. <laughs> you know, he's saying, I wasn't here 70 years. I was here 71. 
And um, so what age was he when he passed away? 94. 94. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Ah. And he was still here actually when the Southern Government closed the bars. We were actually in Wheelands the night before in his Wexford Street. Yeah. 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 And came up and he was serving in behind the bar. He, he, sorry. Henry's he, still serving. Yeah, I came what, up on oh, the sorry, Sunday I night. You, meant and you and Henry were in Wheelands. No, no, no. Like no 94 year old no, Henry inside no, in Wheelands. No, he, he was still on the sea sailing, but uh, he was serving that night when we came up and I says, they're going to close the pub here. They've closed it down south. They close it. And his words were, fuck COVID and fuck the government. <laughs> so 94 years of age, that was it. Um, and unfortunately, it's really what he lived for because, in, in truth, that's what kept him going because a month later he passed away. But he was too cute. He avoided the COVID, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was awful depressing. He was it, was, off. it was sad times, but at the same time, he done what he was doing and he loved it. So that's what kept him going, people yeah. coming in. And, well, that's, and, yeah. that's, that's unreal because there was a pub, I remember there was a pub uh, in Clare called Frawley's and they, they always said they had Ireland's oldest publican, but I think he was only about 89. Or so, yeah, so I mean, if he was here till 94, like he must have been. Geez, I, well, I, there was a piece done by the Irish News only in the year or two previous about him being the oldest publican. So, okay. uh, nice. And everyone that kept bringing the, the papers in, you know, with the photograph. Yeah, yeah. He really hated the photograph. He was like, oh, Christ, not another photograph. More stuff to light the fire. <laughs> he hated the actual photograph. It was yeah. terrible. He'd scrump it up. I still have a, lo- there's a local guy, a musician, brought it in in a wee frame. It's actually there behind at the minute. Oh, yeah. And um, how you saying, Alfie, if you want the frame back, you can get it back next week. But that's definitely going in the fire, you know. There's better photographs of him than that, and he yeah. hated it. But... Uh, yeah, there's a fantastic one just um, in this room, just That's behind us. Actually, his living room. So it's quite nice to have him there. A good tr- a tribute to him. So keep an eye. Um, yeah, yeah an, an award-winning piece that recently uh, we found that was taken back four years ago, um, and it won a prestigious photography award. Mm. Uh, got in contact with your guy from Brussels, the the photographer. And after a bit of banter, he actually arrived the week of the Fiddler's Green and presented it to me in the cardboard tube, the original, rather than me copy it off the computer for a hug and a pint and nice. as I said to him you're now uh, an honorary member of Guinness for life free for, uh, from Henry's and uh, I hope to feck you don't move from Brussels to here or <laughs> um, I heard you mention the Fiddler's Green one because that mm. like what is the Fiddler's Green Festival because I know it's like where fishermen go when they don't go to hell you know well I mean? the Fiddler's Green is I suppose there's songs written about it and that is an area in, in the actual old uh, oak forest up here that comes down to hit the sea um, but the music festival is an international music festival has gone on about 35 to 37 years I'm not sure like I've always yeah. remembered it my whole life you, yeah because it, you two were talking I didn't about actually know that and I had no I was like alas during the podcast yeah. like, you know what I mean but I, I had no idea well I've actually that done that was my 30th year in behind the bar uh, serving in the Fiddler's Green and Henry said, the best day of Fiddler's Green is when they all go home. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes out like the chan- Chancellor of Exchequer with, with, the money, with the money bag. And the photographs out the front as he holds the money bag. And he says, that's Ritzwick, he says. That's it. It's paid for. So, yeah, it's quite but good. It's a, like a music and arts festival yeah, yeah. Uh, that happens here. Uh, it's class. Uh, well, this year they had uh, Luca Bloom and Dervish. Okay, and yeah. if you you know they, they always take in a couple of big stars, um, and then a Hall of Fame award. That, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, an award for, mu- for the, from the music industry, mm. um, and they put them up on stage, parade them around, and point at them and yeah. clap them, <laughs> and, and just enjoy it. So uh, now, yeah, you kind of mentioned you're now like kind of the custodian uh, of the bar, which we've actually heard a few a few bar owners say in the past. 
but you've kept quite a lot like the water map or what do you call it it's a chart a chart <laughs> right the water map the, the water map but um you've also got the what do you call it the morse code yoke that's henry's yeah that's he was in the merchant navy second world war so uh do you know how to use this I, yeah, well, I mean, I did learn how to use it, but like, you, say doing, welcome to Reshrever. No, I can do SOS, which is just da da da, da da da, da da da. You know what I mean? Which is just long, 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 short, 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 long, long, long. But right. like, I can't remember any of the rest of them. Well, Henry actually, uh, he insulted a man in here one day that we didn't really <laughs> like. He was like, oh, fuck away off and get your Guinness elsewhere. And your boy swiftly took it around and gave it back to him. Will you feck off and get me a pint of Guinness? And Henry went into hysterics laughing. He was like, ah, ha, ha, how could I not serve the ballocks? You know, yeah. uh, he knows, he knows uh, more Morse. Yeah. He's like, how did he know it? World one, like, yeah. Uh, the CB radios as a youngster, just that's how he picked it up. But uh, it was quite bizarre to insult a man that uh, with Morse code and for him to quickly come back at you. I think that's like a probably a, a hundred thousand to one shot. Yeah, there's not, there's not many people left with that skill. I mean, we did it. Like like I said, I did I did a merchant navy qualification or whatever, and you learn it kind of going. That's Morse code. You never really need it. Don't worry about it. Like you know what I mean. But yeah, there's not a whole lot of people with that skill. Anymore. No, it's cool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Ah, uh, well, yeah. That that's the one off the the Cape Howe that he was on in the Second World War. So that's what he that's took right. with him before before he headed. So uh, well, hopefully well, they didn't. Not out of TK Maxx at twelve pound. <laughs> I mean, did they did they need it or was he just going? Oh well, I'm taking. No, it with he me. says no. They don't, they don't need it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. War's over. Forget well, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> But here, as the bar has developed, uh, like in the past couple of years, like out the back, there's like a part of a distillery. Then there's like a shabine, a big beer garden. Like there's a lot to this place. When you look out the front, you think maybe it's just a wee tiny, like dark pub. It's the TARDIS. It just keeps going. <laughs> it like, does. Yeah. You come in through this wee small area and there might be 10 people and you're going like, I'm never going to get in there. And then yeah. you come through and there's more room and more room and more. And then you go out the back. I had people coming in on a Saturday evening going, oh, Pip, it's very quiet here the night. You know, six or seven people. And, mm. and they go out through in the beer garden. There's about 60 people out there and they're playing <laughs> Cornhole. Cornhole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible name. Brilliant name. But anyway, we're not going to go there. The, what, did you, what did you say is the most expensive thing in the bar? Uh, the old mortise lock off the front door. The original front door of the of Which the is now building, the back door. Which is now the back door. Yeah, <laughs> they took it off in about the 1930s. And instead of throwaway society, he put it onto the outhouse. Um, actually, it's working as the well. We don't call what, what we do call it a shabine, but no. it's always been a, a drinking it's, house. It's, it's always not, it's been not, a, not a shabine, though. No, yeah. it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's up there. It's uh, two hundred and thirty years old, so uh, still with a good lead paint on it. Don't mm. go licking that one. <laughs> um, noted, noted. <laughs> yeah, because Ronan does like to lick a lot. Yeah, a <laughs> couple of doors here and there. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think. We do, I, I think, you've been tipped off about this one. We do We do a thing every time with, uh, you know, guys around the bar, bar owners, whatever, and room 101. So one thing that you want to confine to a room forever from the drinks industry that you never, ever want to see again. So you put it in the room, lock the key, lock the mortise lock, and forget about it, <laughs> back, you know? Yeah. So one thing, what, what, would you, what would you put in there, Kev? Oh, I actually enjoy everything about it, but I... One minute to 11, or one minute past 11, you only get the feckin' door closed, right? You've done your service for the day, you're there from three, and the next thing, the knocking comes. It's like, oh, flip me. And the knock again, they keep knocking. I try and ignore it. They eventually open it up, and in they come, and they're so sober at the door, and they're like, oh, I'm only down, I'm only out of the house. Oh, well, all right, come on in. And they get in, and then there's this big smile on their face, and they're actually stained. They look like the Joker <laughs> out of Batman because you could tell that the red wine was like that. 
like that, and it was all staying in the lake. And then they're saying hello to everyone, and it, and, and like one pint, that one pint for an hour, an mm. hour and a half, and keep you in there. The the the, the, the feckin' last to leave. Yeah. You know, and I, I've always said to them at the door is like, would you ever go and get your dessert? Where you got your feckin' dinner <laughs> instead of coming here? So uh, I, I had three, I had three girls come in recently, and they came in right at the end of the very night. Actually, we're clearing out. People are being thrown out, and there was a couple of. It was, it was a 60th birthday party and the girls came in and actually lifted the shots uh, that the people had ordered and drank them. And I was, I was like Basil Faulty with, with the branch beating <laughs> them out the door. Shouting, out, out, hurry up, farewell and yeah, out, F-A-F-Y. And she says, are you serious? And I says, yeah. She says, are you, are you not supposed to be in the hospitality industry? And I says, I am. Between the hours of two and twelve, get out the... She says, I'm going to write about this. I'm going to put this up on Facebook. I says, do whatever the... And I said, we're not coming back. And I says, good and good riddance and don't come back. That is a sketch from (laughs) Baldy Yeah, well, it it more or less was. That's the way it went. You'd be surprised the amount of people just try and come in after hours. Yeah, yeah. You're even leaving. You're going home. Yeah. And lights are off. Everything's done. Just throw us the keys there. We'll look after it for you. Sure, we'll serve ourselves. We'll lock up. Yeah, dead on. Yeah, many a time you've done that, but that's maybe with, with maybe the next door neighbours and the locals. Yeah, <laughs> not with three or four random strangers just coming in to look to take well, over. Well, we'll put that in the room. People who come after hours, or just as you're closing, or just as you've called last call, get in the room, get in the bin, Gone go forever. get go get your dessert. Where you got <laughs> your dinner? Go get your dessert. Oh, I like that line. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, here, Kevin, thank you so much for yeah, cheers, uh, chatting with us. Good we'll give you, you a call for one of those creamy pints in a wee bit. Not a bother. Deadly. Yeah, Cheers, all right, lads. Thank you. Thank so you. Always. Snacks. Snacks. Okay, so today, uh, something you're probably more familiar with, mm-hmm. Augustina, Snackus. Oh, yes. Living fear now of Augustina's throws. The Nordy Tato. Nordy Tato. Castle cooked since 1956. Northern Tato are produced under license uh, and they're allowed the mascot under license from the company in the South. So the company in the South created them, created Tato, came up with it, and yeah. they basically said to the guys up north, oh yeah, yeah, cool, you, you, you do your thing up north, don't worry about it. And now, if you're in the North or on the UK. in the UK, yeah. um, this is what you'll get, this is Tato. So essentially it was just like, I work well, lads. Like, we're fine, you can have England and the North of Ireland no way signed. So they are different companies. They are different. But they're companies. legally both allowed to use the same name yeah, and brand. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It's made in Tandragee. Um. I have been to many a school trip there. Is that is that close by? Is it far away? Is that a real place? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in Armagh. I always get this stuff wrong. Um. Let's just say it's in Armagh. Yeah, it is County Armagh. Nice, nailed it. Um. Yeah, you do school trips there. You have to wear the blue uh, hairnet and the blue thing. You know, as you're going around. And then I remember uh, there would be like, oh, as many. Because they also have Tato onion rings, which okay. are super tasty. And I remember them all coming out of the bake thing as they were seasoning them. And they're like, lift up your blue like apron thing. And they would just... Sorry, what kind of school trip was this? Because uh, clean, cleanliness, like you weren't allowed... Oh. No, you had to like... like So then they would put all of them into one person's and everyone would like feed out of it like a trough. Um, but right, so the northy ones, um, very excited, cheese and onion. Okay, yeah, and I think, do you want to open them up? Yeah. Um, so you definitely have more flavours up here than than we have. Yeah, like, I think smoky bacon's one, but that's honestly trash. Yeah, I mean, I want smoky bacon in my, my whiskies. Mmm, mmm, these are good. Are they? Go on. We're um, sharing a pack. Yeah, well, well, there's no point opening it, me too, if I can... Um, but yeah, delicious cheese and onion. A lot of time for them. Great in a crisp sandwich, as we love. 
as a as a bar snack, I know where they stand, but you're the you're the. I mi- mean, where did they go in mixed pyramid of snacks? Mm-hmm. Is the right question. Um, they're very good. They're very good. Mm. What I'm going to do, right? So me. what's on? The, so oysters are still at the top. Tato, uh, southern Tato are number two. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the realm we're boxing in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do something slightly controversial. Um, I'll get I'll get Augustine and Dan to check the rules. I'm not sure if these are better or worse than than Southern Tato because I ha- you're not trying them side by side. That's fair. So what I want to do is I'm going to put them into the same square. Oh, like yeah, like dead a heat. Off. Dead heat, right? Oh, love it. So what we'll do on the the next episode mm-hmm. is we'll decide. We'll do a side by side, and we'll decide which once and for all which one's better. Is it is it Northern or Southern Tato? You know? Oh, I like that. Free, free Tato. Free Tato, yeah. Uh, currently. I have my leanings, all right? I'm, I'm not going to reveal them. I think until you have them side by side, we truly won't know, and we'll do it on camera for the world to watch. Yeah. So, Tato, all right? In mix, pyramid of snacks. We're going to split that square. So, currently, joint number two. Joint number two. Love it. Finishing section, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like Mortal Kombat, the fatality. <laughs> what, what are we going to finish up on this week? So, we are in the... What I can only describe as the most uh, distilleries per head of population in the entire country, uh, in County Down here. I love a distillery. You, like, it's unbelievable. Mm. Right, so I thought we'd bring back a, a section, uh, Distillers on the Ditch. Yes, nice, very good. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one to you, because you know far more about this than I do up here, um, up here in Bandit Country, if you want to tell us about a local distillery? Yeah, so you're talking about Mornjew. Okay. Uh, Mornjew Distillery. Uh, so they've essentially got kind of two sites. Um, so they've got one in Warren Point, where they kind of do all their big, like, stock stuff. Uh, and then out the back of here, which I showed you earlier, they've got a wee rotovap. This was gas in the, the Shebeen part mm. of the, the pub. Walk out the back, and I was like, why is there such a smell of hooch? Like, it was like a distillery. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, because there's a rotovap. Like, I mean... Potentially, this could be the best cocktail, the the best stuff cocktail bar in Ireland. Has a roll of app, has everything. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so sorry. Uh, this is what is a roll of app? What does it do for people who don't? Because uh, I don't really get it either. Uh, so essentially, at its core, it's a piece of distillation kit. Mm-hmm. But because you can layer it, or you can lower it into water, and then you can change the temperature, you can change the vacuum, and you can change the pressure. So essentially. What Mornjew use it for is for their gin, so they can put botanicals in it and distill those botanicals in typically neutral grain spirit, and a lot of the botanicals don't burn because they can control the temperature. So you're getting getting probably more flavor from from the botanicals then, or you're getting a different flavor? You're getting a different flavor. So let's say you put in something that burns at 60 degrees Mm -hmm. into a pot still. Your pot still has to hit, obviously, uh, 78 to kind of start working. Chances are you will destroy those botanicals at some point and then there might be an off taste a bitter taste whereas with a rotavap you can distill this botanical under vacuum at a temperature that suits it and still get the desired effect to it you're almost making like tinctures and then you can add that it's like a compound gin you then add that to your rectified spirit yeah and a lot of like high high-end cocktail bars would use that kind of that kind of technology yeah because as we know uh when you distill color can't be distilled so you can distill loads of mad stuff like grass and like whatever you want even coffee and you can get like a clear coffee distillate yes, okay. so you know there's a lot of like fun stuff you can do with it but more and you use it to add uh like specific local ingredients to their gin 
Uh, they've also got a potching. They've got a hazelnut potching. Yeah, I think we tasted that before, didn't we? Yeah, we did down in potching now, actually, which was cool. Uh, they've also got a whiskey. Uh, currently sourcing that whiskey. Uh, but yeah, in their other big site, they've got uh, their rectifying and they, they work on gin and potching as their kind of whole thing. Big, yeah. big in the local area. Yeah, I can see that because we came in here and there's there's a lot of bottles of it. Mm. And it's not a brand I would be massively familiar with, nor would have seen a huge amount of around south of the border, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But there is quite a bit in the local area here, I guess. There yeah. is. And they do like tours and stuff. So all that uh, back area that we just looked at, you can do like... So you can book in here in, can, in, Henry, yeah. in Henry's for, for a tour. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It, it is a small one, but it's on the ditch. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we're just figuring them out. And, and it's great just to kind of highlight another great distillery. And I mean, we have to do another 94 episodes in town to get through <laughs> all the various distilleries that are here. Well, yeah, this was a good one. I really enjoyed coming here. I'm glad I got to show off the Roll, local. Roll, rolled out of bed 10 minutes ago and uh, came down. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was cool to be in your, your local area and your local as well. Like, you know. Well, thanks for listening to episode nine of Poor Decisions. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so wherever you're listening, leave us a rating make sure it's five stars and uh that because it genuinely does really help does. to get us out there to you know the rest of the world mm-hmm. and tune in next time for another fantastic episode yeah it's chair for now chair for now slancha slancha bye slan bye 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 bye, 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 bye. <laughs>